Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe in the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight, no chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 73 of Jacques Talk. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe and the Big Red. What's up, Doc? What up? And this is uh, episode 73. That can only be Larry Allen. Ain't no need to debate discuss this morning. True? Roger that. <laughs> I so can't we... argue with that at all. Well, we could say Danny Noonan if you want to. But... No, we, no, no. Uh, so we we're not even dignifying that. Uh, so we uh, hope that you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so as we get into uh, some Cowboys with Clarence Hill Jr. An interesting conversation about where quarterbacks come from, so that you really clear on what's going down with the quarterback in case the Cowboys decide to make a move with Dak Prescott. And then we got a couple other tidbits for you. Uh, that we'll save uh, for you later in the podcast. Uh, that being said. I want to always remind you that if you're ever involved in an accident, what you got to do, what you need to do, what you must do is dial 972-934-8900. You should already have it plugged in your phone, real talk. But that's what you need to do, 972-934-8900. That's grinning law. You call them. You, when they pick up the phone, you simply say, hey, here's the details of my situation. Here's what happened to me. Uh, and I'm telling you, they bring you on as a client. been a great day for you. Great day. They're a company that handles everything when you're going up against somebody else's insurance company, somebody else's lawyer, somebody else's group, somebody else's team. They take care of everything for you. Tell you when to turn left, when to turn right. They walk you through what can really be a long, intimidating, sometimes scary process for folks, especially if you ain't never been through it. And so they want you focused on nothing but rest and renewal. Why? Easy. Get your mind right. Get your body right. Then you get your life back. And that's what they want you focused on. Those two things, rest and renewal. So if you need a doctor, they'll find you a doctor and set up an appointment for you. You need a specialist, they'll find a specialist and set up an appointment for you. They will handle everything in this process so that literally all you have to do is focus on rest and renewal, which allows you to get your mind right and your body right and get your life back. It's really that simple. Uh, the other thing that's important to note, they don't get paid anything, nothing, unless you get paid. So you ain't got to sit around and wonder where you fit on the priority list. Your numero uno, seriously, because they don't get paid unless you get paid. 972-934-8900 is the number if you're ever involved in some sort of accident, 18-wheeler, workplace negligence, you're at a business and you get hurt, call them and let Grinning Law go to work for you. Uh, let's see what Clarence Hill Jr., Brought to you each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue is up to, dog. Oh. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? We're doing fine. We're joined by Clarence E. Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star Telegram, the longest tenured beat writer in Dallas, Fort Worth, he'll tell you that. Uh, without you prompting. What the E stand for, Doc? You asking me? Yeah. 
Oh, man, <laughs> he came I'm, up with it. Hey, I'm just hey. The East stand for every time we see your ass on Facebook, you are partying like a rock star. Hey, that what the East stand for? Yeah, like I said, ever ever present in the community. I saw you at the, <laughs> I saw you at the, I saw you uh, your post about the MLK parade. The man is everywhere. Always, yeah, yeah, everywhere. It's truly impressive. Man of his age, still out in the streets. Uh, of, of, my age, of my age, my uh, age, always, always, always with the dig. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my age. I mean, well, you yeah. are older than me, and you got a birthday coming up. Just right. barely. Oh, that's yeah, but that's yeah, that's what what that's what what. Okay, that's I what, mean, what, that's you what, know, what. That's you what, know. what. You know, <laughs> we all in the same boat. We all no in the same. Boat. You ain't lying. No shade, man. <laughs> yeah. No shade. Yeah, that was major shade. Hey, this, is, this, is off the, this is off the side question. What's the Cowboys going to do with Stephon Gilmore? I don't know. That, that's a good question. You know, what are they going to do in the draft? I mean, you know, Jordan Lewis is a free agent. You know, Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. Um, and then you got to decide what you're going to do in a draft. You know, and then cornerback is, you know, is, is a position that you, you, you could take, you know, in, in the first and second round. Uh, they have to decide. Gilmore played well. He's, he's, he doesn't run as well as he used to, but he but he was still one of the better cornerbacks on the team last year. And certainly, you know, towards the end of the season, when the Cowboys need to cover the best player or the best receiver, it was Gilmore. It wasn't Bland, you know, who, who's the All Pro and had all the interceptions for, for touchdowns. But uh, you know, I, I think he's worthy of coming back. Certainly, has a great relationship with Brandon Cooks and those two veterans. You know, helped you know, are, are good for the locker room. But, you know, what's, what's he going to get on the freezing mark? What are other teams going to want with him? And, you know, they're not going to pay a lot for him. But he's somebody that's worthy of coming back for sure. Yeah, I think you need you need either him or Jordan Lewis back, and then you need to draft one. Uh, <laughs> and I like Jordan Lewis I just don't know if uh, – I think I probably would rather pay Gilmore than Jordan Lewis, even though he's one of my favorite dudes and he's a playmaker. Um, I just think as he gets older, his size is not going to play quite as well as it did as he's been younger. And uh, he, yeah, may, he may get a little more money than people think. Yeah, injury slot corner, you know, all, all that's in play. And, yeah, we'll, we'll – you know, again, free agency, it officially begins, you know, the tampering period, the illegal or legal tampering period. I don't know what it is. <laughs> begins at the combine next week, and 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 we will go from there. But uh, yeah, they have the decisions to make because you know if they do bring Gilmore back, um, that means that Bland is is going back inside. Right. You know, it's a slot corner after all pro season. He's going to be a slot corner with Diggs taking the outside and Gilmore on the outside. So you know, is, is Bland? Do you, you know? Do you do you want him inside? You want him outside? You know, what's best for him? And then you got to understand this. Zimmer's not going to play the same style. I don't think Zimmer plays as much man as 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 um, Quinn did, and, and, the, and the type of coverages he used. How are you going to use those guys? Now that's a very good point because, and we can all speak to this, but some can speak better than another. Just because you're a good man corner does not mean you're a good zone corner. Why is that, Joe? Well, as the reaction, the man, you just following the guy in the zone. You got to kind of hover and break. You got to, you got to, it's, it's, to me, it's more of a mental thing. You, 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 you can't, you can't leave a seam open in zone where if you don't break on the ball right, you leave a big hole in there. So you kind of hover in your zone and you break on the ball. 
That's a good point, right. though, because, uh, you know, and Larry Brown was a good example of that. Uh, you know, yeah. when he went from Dallas to Oakland, I mean, he was no good in Oakland when they were asking him to play strictly bump and run man. And he was just no good because they played a lot more zone principles in Dallas. And that allowed him to, you know, play off, break on the ball, as Joe said, and make plays. Uh, when they asked him to just cover that dude, man, please. That was the disaster yeah, I mean, real quick. And, and, and that's the difference between you look at somebody like Richard Sherman, who's a great zone quarter compared to Rebus and some other guys went out this battle of who's better and and, and yep. Richard Sherman was his own guy. Yep. You know, you know, compared to some other guys. And you know, it, it, and he was great. He's gonna be in a Hall of Famer doing what he did. But he ain't Dion. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, nah. nah. he ain't gonna get nah. in the Or Daryl Reeves, or, or Reeves, you know, yeah. and, and you know, you know, Reeves Island, you know, you know, they, he's not those guys. Yeah, but 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 yeah, it depends on you know the player and what they do best, and and, and you know how you, you want to play your defense. So I mean, they got a lot of questions, they got a lot of decisions to make, you know, and, and certainly that's one of them. Tyron Smith is another. You know, what do you do with him? Uh, he wants to play. He will play for somebody. Will that somebody be the Cowboys, and, and you know, and, and how do you structure that contract? Right, and then uh, do you think any work gets done at the combine next week? Maybe with uh, CD Lamb, or maybe some parameters set with uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, I, I think work is probably already being done, so to speak, because they can talk to those. They're their own guys. I mean, I, I think that they, their, their conversations are being had. Um, you know, I, I just know that they. They they need to get the Dak deal done first if they're gonna do something, you know. Just because how, how come they need to get that one done first? Because they cleared the road for everybody else. I mean, they're right now they're eighteen million over the salary cap. Okay, that right. can count fifty nine million against the cap. Right. You know, so, you get that so, yeah. done, and then you and then you clear the road to 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 get your other deals done. And and, and, see, and and the thing about it is, is this, you know, we're not just talking about re-signing young guys, but I mean, you also want to replenish the roster. Yeah. You know, in free agency, and you, you, you need money to go after guys. Oh, now that raises the question. Do you, are they going to do anything other than shopping a dollar bin in free agency this year? <laughs> what do all in mean? Let me, let me steal a word from, uh, <laughs> from uh, yeah. my great – my my great linebacker. What do volunteers mean? What do all in mean? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just what asking the question, man. I, Normally I they shop okay. in the dollar bin. I mean, <laughs> they know. going to get the Terminator and the Terminator Two. Well, that's a good that's <laughs> a good point that Clarence made weeks ago when he was talking about the Cowboys. Always talking about the cap. Fans don't care about the cap. No. What you did know? I? Do? I think that I was, sent Clarence an article. Uh, didn't I send you a clip, man, from earlier this week? And it was a quote from Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones talking about the salary cap. Uh, I think. You know, I've been sending a lot of clips because I've been doing some research. I've run into stuff. But it was the Cowboys. It was Jerry and Stephen talking about the salary cap and how they couldn't get some work done because they had to fit players under the cap and it was hard. And I'm like, they've been singing this thing for 20 years, dog. And the cap go up every year. And aside from 2000 and 2001 and two. They've always been able to manage the cap. To me, it's just it's just bumping their gums. Uh, just get what you need to get done, man. The cap is never an issue. Kick it down the road. The cap always gets higher. You know, just go do. Your limit always increases. It's a never-ending yeah, and, and, and they're always able to manage the cap because, you know, it, it, it's, it's creative accounting. 
you know, to a certain extent. And you can, you can kick the can down the road. You can do what you want to do. And my, my frustration with the Cowboys is that it just came out again yesterday. You're the richest franchise in all of sports. The richest franchise. I'll make more money than any franchise in all of sports. And you talking about balancing the budget. Yeah. Now, can't you, you know, argue the point that, okay, the money that they make don't have nothing to do with a salary cap because you can make a billion dollars, well, it, but you it, still it, can only spend so much. You can only spend so much. My point is you can do things to manipulate the cap, kick the can down the road, do whatever, go all in like the Rams. My point is you're not – what do you do? What, what is the, why is balancing the budget more important than winning games right now? Why is balancing the budget so I won't be strung out three years from now, which is, you know, when you, you, you're trying to worry about the future instead of winning right now. You know, it's like you, so yeah, there's only somebody you can pay, but you can, you know, you, you can go over above the cap, do whatever you want to do to sign guys. You want to, you know, manipulate contracts and kick the can down the road to get the best team on the field to win right now. That's why, that's why I thought it was a good point you made couple of weeks ago or whenever you said it because the Rams, are they a Super Bowl contender? Probably not, but are they still competitive? They they went all in. They got the Super Bowl they wanted. They got the still, Super Bowl. They're and, still and, competitive. And, and two years later, they're back in the playoffs, you right. know, competing again. Right. You know, because they didn't they draft picks. They said, forget them picks as they, as they, as, as George said, <laughs> you know, and they went all in. And, and and they're right because they draft well. They got a good solid core, you know, and and, and you know, good GM, good coach, you know, and, and they're back right in, in 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 contending status again. You know, whether they're Super Bowl contenders is, is, is another discussion, but they certainly have a team that's that's competing, and, and that's what Jerry Jones wants to continue to compete. Um, our question of the week has been: If you had your choice of these two runners, Deck Henry or Saquon Barkley. Who would you like to have in Dallas? Ooh. Oh, see, he liked that question. Well, it's, it's a good question because I would add – I would, I, would, I would rather have the, the, the Raiders running back. He's free too, ain't he? Josh. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of the other guy we, we we threw in at the end of the conversation. <laughs> I, I, would, I would rather have him. He's younger. Yep, and healthier uh, and healthier too. He's younger, got a little more juice, and, you know, he, he, he's – you know. But between those two – it's a good question because I don't know that Henry's style fits what the Cowboys do. Um, right. I, I think that I think that that uh, Saquon May's style may fit more with the Cowboys. Do. I just can't trust Saquon's health. This is true. You know, can we trust Saquon's health? And, you know, just look at the numbers. He, and Henry still had a very productive season, even though he probably had the lowest carries he's had. Uh, right. Uh, you know, because he split time for you know, for the first time, really. Uh, and so he's still highly productive. You know, like I said, I, can we trust Saquon's health? No. <laughs> Let me just answer that question. No, I wouldn't trust it. Uh, you know, yeah. if, you're trying to, if you're going all in, maybe uh, maybe Barkley is the guy. I mean, maybe Henry is the guy. Uh, and again, but you never calls. I mean, you yeah. still got – Zeke has six, six million still on the cap. I mean, I'm not paying 10 million for a running back. Damn it! And I know, yeah. I know the kid for the, I know the kid for the, for, the, for for Oakland, not Oakland. The Raiders gonna want more than that, but you know, obviously, I, I don't know what Henry and 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 and, and Saquon are gonna want at this point. But I mean, how much you spending at running back considering what you have to spend elsewhere? 
Yeah, that, I mean, and that's that's the hold up. And you know, again, you got to remember Derrick Henry uh, last year: two hundred eighty carries, eleven 1, hundred sixty-seven yards, twelve touchdowns, four point two average. Uh, still, though, he's thirty. Uh, just turned thirty in January, and so you have to decide: is he going to be a freak of nature like Emmitt Smith, or is he going to fall off a cliff? Yeah, and you just—I you know, mean—you're just rolling the dice because you just—you literally have no idea. It's interesting because that you bring that up, and you know, sir, that's a very productive season last year. Is Henry the last Hall of Fame running back ever? Uh, let me see. I would say no because um, there's always going to be some dude that switches it up, and so like even if you look at this generation of running backs, Derrick Henry. Seems to me with that two thousand yard season and all the stuff he's done, he he'll be a Hall of Fame running back. Uh, it seems to me that Christian McCaffrey is on a Hall of Fame running back pace. And aside from those two, I think That's it'd be it. hard pressed to find him. Yeah. But my point is, there's always going to be one one of them kind of guys floating around. Like everybody's going to be like, oh, we go to two back systems, we don't run the ball much. But there's always going to be that one dude somewhere. That's gonna make you reevaluate that and make you make you kind of change your offense and put it around him. Well, he ain't showed up yet. And the other problem is is that they don't, you know, they 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 chew him up and spit him. They just go get another one. They rather than pay him, you that's, know, it's gonna be it's, it's just a different thing. You're not gonna see a guy with one team as, as long as you know some of those guys to put up the numbers. I mean, you still you got to get you got to get at least ten thousand rushing yards and maybe more to even be in the conversation. Yeah, but I, the only point I'm saying is, out of all the people that show up and play football, there's always going to be that one outlier or two outliers at running back in a generation of players. Over a 10-year period, there's going to be that one or two dudes who show up and you'd be, be like, well, damn, okay, this this one here is the truth. You know, there's going to be an Adrian Peterson at some time between now and whatever who shows up and make you change your mind. But there's not going to be a lot of them. There used to be a bunch of them. But they're either yeah. going to play linebacker or tight end or something else. But there'll still be one or two out there that play running back that make you remember Emmitt Smith. Now, you know, is anybody going to catch Emmitt Smith's record? I don't know I don't about know. That's, that. That's, 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 that's a record that's going to live forever. And, 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 and I'm sure somebody's going to come along. Most kids are playing receiver now. You know, they're not, they're not playing running back because the way we treat the running back. I'm yeah. feeling like I need to go up and get paid. And, yeah. and, and you know, I'm not going not gonna to do those things. I definitely, so they have, I they, definitely agree with you. I, outside of McCaffrey and certainly outside of uh, Henry, you know, that, that person has not been identified. He, I'm sure he's going to come along. But, you know, it, it, might the not, list ain't long. No, the list ain't long. He might not even be born yet. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know, or he might well, be five or six years yet, old right now. Be a while. If he ain't born yet, since, since, since you're talking about age, you might not see him get to go into Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay? well, there you go. I think I I, I agree with I you. Agree know what? With, uh, yeah, I got the double barrel double bird for you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matter of fact, somebody's gonna come along. Somebody's gonna come along. <laughs> Whatever you come. Well, you know. I was gonna say I just schooled my son in ways to look at running back, so he, you know he may drop some information on him, come out to the grave, and sit down and chat with me about it. 
uh, one day and have a, have a, have some clear liquor since he said he liked the clear stuff. Uh, I don't know if yeah. that's a good idea. That clear liquor, boy. That's something. Man, that stuff, I, that stuff I didn't make know. you. That stuff make you race a train sometimes. I didn't know what to say. I asked him if he was drinking. He said, "Yeah, not a lot though." I said, "Oh, what you like, brown or clear?" He go, well, "I like that clear. It hits your system quicker." I said, "Well, if you know it hits your system quicker, quicker, you've been drinking more than just a little bit, boy." And everybody uh, yeah. and everybody knows it now. Well, you know, uh, AJ, 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 know his life has been public for many, yeah. many years. Uh, and on that note, clear liquor. We're gonna let Brown liquor Clarence here get up out of here. Uh, we appreciate you, man. We'll holler at you uh, next week man, from the combine. We hope that was quick, chill. Hey, man, chill. Yeah, got well, things you know, to do in places to go this I morning, know. man. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we we were talking about the combine. We were talking about that great Jerry Jones conversation. Bus. Conversation to con- combine. One thing though, Mike McCarthy is not going to the combine, so we won't have any coach update. I think he's he's mad at the media. He ain't talking to us these days, but uh, he didn't like all that stuff that was written after the season. But all we, that we, true we, stuff. We, we talk- yeah, no we, shit. We, all that true, we, we, true <laughs> stuff. He don't like it. Yeah. What you mad about, we, we Mike? Just, got your ass kicked. What you mad about? Right. We will discuss it down the road, guys. All right, man. Appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yep. All right. That's Clarence E. Hill Jr. The E stands for every time we see his ass on Facebook and social media, he is having a blast. Yep. Uh, he's brought to us each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird. You need to roll by Smokey John's and pick up the Jam Session Bowl. It's delicious. It's wonderful. It's a joy to eat. It's worth savoring every bite. It's fantastic. My man Hector Flores rolled through there last week. And uh, somebody else, I'm sorry, their name escapes me right now. They went by uh, Smokey Johns this week and sent me a picture. Uh, I was trying to see if I could find it right quick, but I can't, to let me know that they, too, enjoyed the, uh, the Jam Session Bowl. And if you haven't experienced the Jam Session Bowl, no names mentioned right here. Joe and Aunt Minnie going to get one sometime soon. We've been trying to work out the details. We had a good conversation about it the other day trying to, get, trying to get them there. It's a mac and cheese, a mashed potato base in a bowl. And then you get to pick two out of five smoked meats. Your boy usually rocks with the brisket and the sausage. And then all that great stuff that you find on a loaded baked potato like chives and cheese and butter and sour cream, bacon bits, all of that stuff, man. They put it on top of the, of the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese or the smoked meats. And then, bro, they ask you, do you want us to drizzle it with sauce or drench it with sauce? Either one is cool. I prefer the drizzle. And then, dog, they, uh, then they, they allow you to eat it. <laughs> it's enough for two. Uh, if you got a little short, it's enough for three. It is fantastic. It's, uh, you, you, you can thank me later is what I like to tell people. You know why? Because it's love in your mouth. That's just how good it is. Mm-mm-mm. Put a smile on my face every time I think about it because it's love in your mouth. That's a... That's a jam session bowl. If you need some Smokey Johns in your life, see, I got the rub right here today on the, t- on, the, on, the, on the set. I told y'all I've been using on popcorn, really, but I put the rub on the set today, man. It's a, uh, you can find the rub. All you got to do is go to SmokeyJohns.com and uh, click on uh, the marketplace, go in there, and you can order the new uh, bottle uh, and have it shipped to your house in a couple days. Or, hey, check this out. If you need it in your life immediately, you can roll up to the your closest H E B. Watch the hatchy. 
uh, Burleson, McKinney, Allen, wherever, uh, you know, Frisco, wherever you find H-E-B, which is real talk, one of my favorite grocery stores. Uh, but they don't have one near me in downtown. Um, and uh, you can have it at your house today. So Jam Session Bowl, the rub, the barbecue sauce from Smokey John's, they're both fantastic. Everything's great. Uh, go give Smokey John's a shot. We're going to get Joe and Aunt Minnie there very soon, as soon as we can work it out, schedule-wise, and, uh, and enjoy it. Uh, but that's uh, Smokey John's Barbecue. They bring us Todd Archer each and every Wednesday and Clarence Hill Jr. each and every Friday. Uh, Doug, I always like to talk about this. Uh, whenever the conversation comes up about quarterbacks, and Dak Prescott sucks. He's only so good. Let me go get another quarterback. And I usually make the argument of you can get on that quarterback train and you can be riding that thing for decades. There's no guarantee you're going to find a franchise quarterback. And, uh, you know, we can debate, you know, the merits of some guys, but we all know a franchise quarterback when you see one or when he plays for you, uh, whether you think he's a guy who you think can take you to the Super Bowl at some point. But we all know what it looks like. Let's not be obtuse about it. Uh, but that being said, I have a trivia question for you. I based this off of who teams wanted to be their starter last year. For example, uh, whatever that Italian dude was who was playing for the Giants and Tyrod Taylor, they played, they played more games than Daniel Jones. They wanted Daniel Jones to be the starter, but he was hurt. So, I base this, what I'm about to tell y'all, on who each team wanted to be their starter when the season began, okay? Now, based off of that criteria, bro, how many uh, starting quarterbacks were not taken in the first round? Uh, obviously, I'm guessing. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's a trivia question. There's nothing on the line probably here, about so. Probably about nine. That's a good guess. Uh, seven quarterbacks were not taken in the first round. Only seven of the 32 starters were taken outside the first round. And what that tells you is what? Basically, if you want a starting quarterback who, who you think gives you a chance to win at the highest level, you need to take one in the first round. The teams that didn't have them in the first round – were uh, Tennessee. They took Will Levis in the second round. Um, well, you know, the Raiders, they wanted Jimmy G to be their guy, and Jimmy G was a second-round pick. But they ended up with Aiden O'Connell, who started quite a bit. He was a fourth-round pick. All right. Obviously, in Denver, Russell Wilson is that kind of outlier guy. He was a third-round pick. Obviously, Dak Prescott is that outlier guy. He was a fourth-round pick. Uh, Philly took Jalen Hurts in the second round. Uh, Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. Uh, Derek Carr in New Orleans, a second-round pick. Atlanta had Ritter. He was a third-round pick. And then Seattle had uh, your boy Geno, mm -hmm. who was a second-round pick. You know what? That might be nine, bro. I might have done my math wrong. You might have hit it right on the bottle head. I'm impressed with you, bro. Uh, very much so. Um, now, the other part of that is of those first-round quarterbacks, 
how many were taken in the top 10? Man, I don't know. 11? See, 11? I don't know. This, that, I mean, you was, you was right on it last time. That's two. That's three. That's four. That's five. That's six. That's seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 taken in the top 10, and of those 14, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Six were taken number one overall. Are we talking about starters, or are we just talking yeah, about quarterbacks, no, period? No, starters, only starters. Yeah. Um, and the whole point of this is, as it relates, you know, because everything's about Dak. <laughs> You know, we just got through talking to Clarence G. Hill Jr., who's like, you got to get Dak's contract done first because he's the $59 million albatross, and you got to lower his cap number, allows you to do all your other business, whether it's signing free agents or getting uh, CeeDee Lamb done. All of that can happen much easier once Dak's contract is done. And even though Dak will be making, let's pick a number, $57 million a year average, his signing bonus will, will probably be b- what you hope the Cowboys would hope that he will sign a longer term deal so they can spread his signing bonus out. But his cap number will drop significantly, at least for one or two seasons. Uh, you know, and you need to be flush with cash to do that because it's a signing bonus or a roster bonus or however, whatever language they come up with. But that requires you to be able to pay cash um, to a player. Uh, so if you want to move on from that, and that's the whole point of this conversation is. It's going to cost you to get the kind of quarterback you think you need is probably in the draft. Well, let's just draft another one. That costs you a first-round pick most of the time. And if you don't use a first-round pick, let's be real, dog. It's because you got lucky with a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott or a Kirk Cousins or a Bryce Purdy. I don't consider second-round picks being lucky because, you know, there's a lot of reasons guys drop to the second round. But third, fourth round, you get a quarterback who turns out to be a really good player. That was just luck. Because if you, if you knew Dak Prescott, if you did a redraft, Dak Prescott would not go in the fourth round of the 2016 draft. He'd be in the top five. So that's what I'm saying. Um, and so I just like to bring perspective sometimes to what is required to get a quarterback. Because a lot of folks act like you just go out and get one. And as Bill Parcells famously said, you just can't die a 1-800 quarterback and have one delivered to you. Uh, there's a money investment. There's a time investment. And that really is why teams like the Cowboys are so reluctant to get rid of a guy like Dak. Um, now, on the other side, I think uh, Minnesota is about to part ways with Kirk Cousins. Uh, because I think they've decided he can only take us so far. He wants a guaranteed contract. We're not going to give it to him. And so he can uh, he can shoot his shot elsewhere. Yep. But, Somebody uh, going to give it to him, too. Yeah. 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 They're going to give it to him because quarterbacks is, is, is few and far in between. Well, you know. And it's like Justin Fields. Uh, the Bears will probably trade him, and somebody will give him an opportunity. And uh, the only thing about Justin Fields is – He's, you know, you look at it and you go, well, he's better than what we got, so let's go get Justin Fields. Uh, but, you know, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And depending on how much money you have to spend, it's 
will this guy, do we think this guy can take us to the Super Bowl? Because if not, what's the point? Why are we spending big money? Like, you know, so Justin Fields, let's just say Atlanta. He goes to Atlanta. They need a quarterback. They trade a second round, conditional second round pick for Justin Fields. When his contract is up, what are you paying him? Because Daniel Jones got $40 million, Doc, or $45 million. Well, that's, I mean, that to me, that's a good gamble because, you know, you, you bring him in, you give up a second-round pick. Is he better than Desmond Ritter? If he if you find out in camp in that season if he's that guy that you want to continue with, you know, that's that's a good gamble. Justin Fields is a good player. This is what you just got to have a plan for him. Chicago never had to really, really had a good plan for him. You know, Atlanta, they got they got some pieces in place. You drop it, you drop a decent quarterback in there. He might be the guy. He might not be the guy. But that's a good gamble to me for Justin Fields. I just said, how much do you pay him? That's what I'm saying. You find out. You're going to find right. out what you want to pay him. You know, before his contract is up. What you don't want to do, and but you know, there's really in a lot of cases. There's no right answer to these questions because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. What I mean is, okay, Jalen Hurts, he's that guy. Five years, $250 million, $50 million a year. And a year later, is he really that guy? I'm talking about that's what the people in Philly are going like. Oh, my God. I'd rather be that guy than, than, than the people who paid Deshaun Watson all that money. Yeah, that's you know, another That's what I'm saying. You always, it's always a gamble. With those quarterbacks, you know, that yes. they're going to fall off and all that. You, can see, you, you know, a guy got to give you some consistency. You know, sometimes it's like a Kirk Cousins at quarterback where he gives you, you know, three or four years of consistent play, not not one year of, wow, that dude is the greatest player ever. It's been consistency. So he got his guaranteed money off of that. Jalen Hurts got his guaranteed money off of, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. This guy might be the next best thing. Let's get Let's get our money. Let's give him his money. You know, so sometimes I think it's that wow factor, like a Joe Burrow or Jalen, Jalen Hurts, and then sometimes it's the consistency of a Kirk Cousins that gets him guaranteed money. I think uh, Deshaun was the wow factor, and Cleveland hadn't had a quarterback in five million years, and now we're looking at that, going, "What the hell was y'all thinking?" You know, no, and that's uh, that's what it is. So that's the uh, that's the point is that you know the quarterbacks. Typically in the NFL, come in the first round. Uh, if you want a real shot at an elite guy, typically you got to spend a top five pick to get that guy, and then hope that he is who you thought he who you thought he is. Who you? Let's see. Does that make sense? He is who you thought he is. Something like uh, that. Hopefully, he's hope- the guy you thought he was going to be. How about that? Yeah, because you know, I remember when Mahomes got drafted. Everybody was like, "Y'all crazy." He ain't never going to be as good as Deshaun Watson. A lot of guys were saying that. Now, look, it is what it is. You know, them, you, can, you can't never tell what something, you know, what it's going to be, you know, what a player is going to be. And quarterback, oh, and the funny thing about drafting a quarterback, you draft a, you draft a corner that you thought was going to be a good corner, you can move him to safety. Maybe he's a good safety. <laughs> you know, you can move, you know, Randy White was drafted in the first round as a linebacker, ended up being a Hall of, Pre- Hall of Fame defensive tackle. You can't draft a quarterback and move him nowhere. Nope. He's going to be that guy right there. You, you can know, only he, move him to the bench. 
Yeah, yeah. And move him to another team like Trey Lance. <laughs> true that, true that. Uh, let's take a trip around the block, man. Around the block. So I'm at the gym this morning, working out with my guys. And one of them says, hey, dog, is uh, something's wrong with my phone. I keep getting this SOS message. And uh, he says, I can't get my phone to work. Is yours working? I go, yeah, mine. I got no problem on mine. And um, he says, well, Google it. See, see, what, see what it's all about. And so I Google it, and it says, uh, you know, SOS means you have a problem getting phone service and that uh, you can only make emergency calls. He said, I don't know what's around my phone. I'll just, uh, you know, figure it out when I get home. I said, okay, so we finished our workout, and it was a great workout. And I am uh, in the car driving home, and I happen to have it on the ticket. And it's right when uh, Gordon comes on with the news, and he's like, cell phones are out all over the country. Like hundreds of thousands of people are being affected by this. Uh, AT&T's, I'm going to read you from a news story right quick. AT&T's network, amongst others, suffered widespread outages across the country with cellular service and internet down. Uh, Some Verizon and T-Mobile customers also reported outages. Um, Over 32,000 AT&T outages were reported by customers at about 4 a.m. this morning. That number surged to 71,000 just before 8 a.m. And uh, it's not clear what triggered the service uh, disruption. AT&T acknowledged the issue later on Thursday morning. And, uh, you know, so have the other companies. But, you know, one theory is that, uh, you know, somebody, some other country was hacking the U.S. and uh, stealing whatever they can steal by shutting down the cell signal or interrupting the cell signal. But more important than that, for me, it just made me think of how reliant we are on our cell phones, man, because it used to really be we used to just call and talk on them. Now they're basically mini computers in your hand, and when they're down, your life can be severely disrupted. Uh, what would be your disruption level if your phone was down for like two days? Um, not not communicating with my wife, like. Uh you know, a text message, hey, I'm over here, or hey, I made it here safely, or hey, do you want anything, or, you know, I was going to be, you know, we, we keep in, you know, we keep in contact with each other, you know, for safety reasons and stuff, you know, when she do, she do a lot of stuff by herself, so it's like, all right, so that would kind of be disturbing for me, you know, like, hey, I'm over here, I'm good, hey, uh, I'm on my way back, do you want anything, or hey, uh, Let's go here. You know, it's just that would be the that would be my thing. The communication between me and her. Yeah. Uh, all right, I get that. Uh, my other boy called me and said his phone was fine until he got home, and then it went out. He was experiencing the same thing, and he couldn't get in his garage. Why? His garage door opener is On attached to an is an app. Yeah. And like uh, in my spot downtown. To get in the building, you got to use, you can punch the code in, um, or you got to, everybody's got an individual code, obviously, but you got to use a code to get in the building, then you got to use a code on your phone to get into your apartment. And so, I'm, this real talk now. Yeah. If you have not memorized that code, dog, you are SOL. 
Because <laughs> you can't get in until like the office opened at, you know, 10 o'clock and you can go tell somebody, hey, I don't know the code. Because uh, it's not even a keyhole for you to get in. You have to take the, the, the pad off and do something to get in the door if you don't know the code. Yeah, that's very true with the memorization mm. because I used to know your number back in the day. Duh! Yeah. yeah. And, and Whose number now, do you know now? I know, I know about three phone numbers. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> I used to know the job. I used to know my wife's number. Uh, I don't think I knew. I knew my kids a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, the memorization you used to have to have, you know, to know somebody's number if you didn't write it down. Now you just click on. I just click on your name. There it is right there, you know. Yep. Um, so, nah, it could be really disruptive because now, like, I thought about it after as all this stuff was going down yesterday. Uh, I taught my class at SMU yesterday. I did it all by on my phone in terms of all my preparation. Right. I have an app. I put it all in notes mode. What I was going to talk to him about. I'm an Apple guy, and then I went to Pages and transferred it over and typed it up so I could read it easily. I did all that on my phone. I paid three or four bills yesterday. I did it all on my phone. Um, and so, you know, when you get like that, you like, it we, almost makes we, you want to be. We talked about that before, though, because uh, the way your job, the way you work, and you all, you know, you all over the country, it's, it's almost like a truck driver. Like, we all over the country and you do stuff. It, your job, specifically to me, lends itself to, to a lot of that technology that you use. That probably makes your job a hell of a lot better. As far as being a reporter and stuff. Yeah, just easier. Yeah. I mean, everybody doesn't operate like that. Yeah. Like, everybody doesn't want to type on the little phone screen because they think it's too small or whatever. But right. I really, you know, all my social media stuff, everything I do is pretty much on my phone. Right. I got my iPad, obviously, but the bulk of the stuff I do, duh, I do it on my phone. And so I was thinking, man, this thing go out for a couple of days while you're trying to figure out outages and stuff. You yeah. would really be behind. Um, I was fearful of uh, it wasn't wasn't something like this, but I was like, what if I try to come home one day and my phone, you know, is run out of juice? How am I going to get in my apartment? Yeah. And so I wrote the number, even though I memorized it, you know, maybe you have an old man moment or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I did that once. I, kept, I put every kind of combination of the right numbers in there in the wrong order. It took me about 10 minutes to open up this door one day because my phone was out. Yeah. You know, um, what I, you know what I like about them phones, too, is that being, being, a, being a former truck driver, I'd be on the other side of the country, and my bonus would hit the bank. So I'd have to wait till I get home. Right. You know, I'd have to wait till I get home to start hitting that bonus. I mean, it was a big bonus. And uh, with the phone... Man, I ain't had to wait. I, I'd be, uh, you hey, could buy all that stuff on the way home. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be waiting on me when I get home. Them little boxes from heaven. Them little boxes from heaven. That's what I used to call the Amazon. You know, <laughs> get about five yep. or six boxes for me, two or three boxes for her, and everybody happy. Yep. So uh, hopefully uh, they get this thing worked out pretty quickly because uh, no phone service that can affect a whole lot of people's lives, man, much more than uh, we consider. You know, most people do their banking on their phone. Yep. I mean, it's just amazing all the stuff you do on your phone. And if it's shut down for a period of time, that, my friends, is a problem. Um, I got some more information. 
I'm changing up from what we uh, what we say we're going to talk about because this is this is new information I find interesting. Uh, EA Sports. We spent a lot of time talking about college football, the game coming out. Uh, they're going to give the players, the college football players, six hundred dollars and a copy of the game to use their their likenesses in the game. Uh, they will also, this according to a story I was reading, they will also give um, some players a bigger cut based on who they are. Does that make sense? Like, you know, if you're Shador Sanders, you may get more than $600 to be in it. If you I, I guess you got to have a minimum somewhere, but boy, the money they make off the game. Well, somebody now somebody pointed this out. Somebody said... It seems to me to be a damn shame. Now, I can't remember where I saw this. And I don't know if they... Let me just say this. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that EA Sports is worth $37 billion And they're allotting $6.6 million in terms of giving out $600 per player or whatever it is. And a copy of the game. Uh, it just seemed like... They could have given out more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, uh, maybe but, players are going maybe players are gonna not sign to put their name in yeah, you know, like, put their thing put their image on there. I don't know. Yeah, if you don't and see that's what I think. If you're a big enough name, and I use Shadur Sanders because he's a big enough name right now, or if you would have been Marvin Harrison last year, you can say, Nah, dog, I'm not doing that for six hundred. I need you know, whatever. For me, because I'm different, I need fifty thousand or whatever, whatever the number is for a particular player, based on their name recognition and stuff like that. Well, uh, you're gonna fool around and have some unions in college in college sports because that's a union thing. Oh, y'all only gonna give us six hundred dollars, and y'all y'all got to give us a bigger cut of the pie, and, and players gonna fool around and have a, a college football players union or something. Where they get a bigger yeah, cut, you know. That's I think some of that's coming uh, mm-hmm. down the road. You know, we'll talk about it maybe next week uh, or Sunday. You know, Nick Saban is talking about he wants to have a bigger voice in changing college football and and getting it all in under you know a, a workable format because right now it's not workable. Oh, it's out of control uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. And here's you know some I can't remember what coach I heard this say, but coach was like. I really can't remember what coach it, but it was a Division One coach, and he said it was a third string running back asking for a hundred k, and he just looked at him and started laughing like, "What are you talking about? I'm not giving you a hundred k." But that's that's what it's come to, and when you talk about recruiting, it ain't about how I fit or this or that. Is what's the offer on the table for a player of my caliber? And yeah. that's just the way it is. And I don't have any problem with capitalism and the free enterprise system. Uh, but it's it does appear to be kind of run amok right now, and it needs some rules and regulations on it. Well, the NCA uh, went from over-regulating to my hands are completely off. Well, what happened is people figured out the NCAA didn't have real power. Right. Like, they, they made it feel like they had power, mm-hmm. and people followed rules like they had power. But then once they started getting challenged, people said, oh, Y'all really ain't got no power. Yeah, they you never bumping your guns. They never really did their own like, investigating. They they would 
you know, if, and, if Jacques uh, said he got free meals from Joe's restaurant, oh, let's go check out Jacques. They never send nobody, you know, uh, uh, searching and kicking and, 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 and looking for stuff. They never did. Nobody was shaking the bushes, yeah. put it like that, for the NCAA. And they didn't have subpoena power, so you didn't have yeah. to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, but they started threatening people and imposing stuff, and then, uh, you know, at a certain point, as they got challenged, people realized – they had no juice, and so they just, you know, now they're an empty body. They have no power. They, you know, no, no real power. But uh, something's got to be done with college football. But that's the latest with EA Sports. Um, they're going to pay every player $600. Um, some players uh, will get um, a little bit more based on their profile. And then somebody, some, just some dude on Twitter put out and said, I don't even know why they're doing that. Because if they just put the game out with generic players, somebody yep. would go through yep. and uh, update all the names you and everything. Download and the put rosters, it out there. baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So they were like, yeah, I don't know why they're doing that, but I guess, you know. Got to give them uh, skills. Got to give them something. Yeah. yeah, so I get that. But uh, that's a quick trip around the block um, with uh, EA College Sports and cell phone issues. Now let's uh, go to one of the NFL's greatest running backs ever who's got a problem. Now, you know, the, I know it's, it's – uh, I'm, I'm going to look this up right quick. Uh, it shouldn't take me long to look it up. But we, hear, we used to hear about these stories uh, more often than we do now, although they're still out there. We just don't hear about them as much now. But um, Adrian Peterson – uh, who should be a Hall of Fame running back. Yes. Whenever his – Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm not sure when he actually retired. That's oh, yeah, for real. He keep coming uh, back. So I'm, yeah, I'm not sure when he actually – like, I think he played for Seattle or something last year. I mean, he's been on a lot of teams recently. He's trying to be like the Jim Jackson of the NBA. And now we know why. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, well, he got into uh, some – I was trying to look it up. Okay, I was trying to look up how much his career earnings were. It looks like uh, – oh, okay, here it is. He played – see, he played 15 seasons in the NFL. Ten with the Vikings. Well, here – this is good for you. Can you name the other six teams he's played with? Detroit, um, Seattle. Yes. The Saints. Yes. Um, yes. I think the Cardinals, maybe. Yes, sir. Two more out there. Um, no, I'm not burning no damn. No. I did not realize he played for Washington. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I can damn near remember his number. And he spent a season with the Tennessee Titans. No, I didn't see that. I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I remember Washington. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember the Titans. He played with the Titans. He might have only been there for a cup of coffee. He was yeah. with the Titans and Seattle both in 2021. Uh, just because I'm curious, let's see how many carries he had with the Titans. Probably 12. Uh, because I don't even remember him with the Titans. Not at all. Uh, with the Tennessee Titans, he had 27 carries 
for 82 yards and a touchdown. Now, how about that? Who knew? They tried it. Uh, he last played in 2021. So he got, what, three more years? 2026, he'll be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, dude, I'm just asking you this before we get to the real meat of it. Did you realize in 2018 he had 1,000 yards for the Washington Reds, or Washington, whatever they were back then? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, don't, even rem- I don't even remember that, man. I think he might have had a 200-yard game. <laughs> he had uh, he played two years, and he had 251 carries one year and 211 carries the next year. So he was their guy. Uh, not just Doug. I, you know, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. So, like, uh, let me see. Now he had 150 against the Giants. See, he carried 24 for 99 against the Cowboys in one game, 12 for 35 in another game. Like, I don't even remember that 24-99 game. Maybe I'm starting to vaguely remember it now. But it's just vague, man. In the 2019, what did he do against the Cowboys? Uh, He had 10 for 25 and 13 for 78. So, uh, but yeah, two years and he was the primary back in Washington, and I don't really even remember that. But this all came up because he made a hundred and three million in his career, and now through a variety of poor, you know, exorbitant spending habits and poor business decisions, uh, he is struggling financially, which is to me always. Uh, really sad like I don't make fun of people who have that money and then lose it and here's why man most of the time most of the time uh, people come from situations where they're not taught how to manage money and if you give any young person unlimited funds and uh, you don't teach them how to manage their money and how to use their money and make it work for them it's not a surprise to me at all that people go broke. It's the same reason why lottery winners go broke the vast majority of the time, because they're not equipped to handle the money that they get. Uh, that being said, he popped up in the news because um, this is why he's broke in a way. He, got, he needed some money. He got cash strapped. And what did he do, dog? He took a payday loan. Most of us who have ever taken a payday loan Take it for five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. You pay eleven hundred back. He basically took a payday loan for like five point three million, and when he didn't pay it back, he owed them people eight point three million. Damn! And he didn't have, Damn. and he didn't have it. That's from late fees and interest. Yeah, because you well. know they charge you like twenty. They charge you credit card interest. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about you know when, when see see it's it's in my wheelhouse when you saying five hundred dollar payday loan that's in my wheelhouse I've done that way back but I've done that before most of us have done it at least right once. right but damn eight point three is just unfathomable for me it's just uh, what what and the so hell? they took him to court though they're like we want my money and the court uh, ruled against him. And uh, court records, in, I'm reading from a story, court records indicate he hadn't paid and has been ensnared in a legal battle over attempts to seize his property, t- 
to collect on that judgment, including a fight over piano and items that have been kept in multiple storage units. Uh, so that being said, here's what Adrian had to say about uh, the reports that his personal belongings, including MVP trophies, uh, have been put up for sale. I want to clarify recent rumors and media reports and a state sale company without my authorization included some of my trophies in the sale, despite clear instructions to leave personal items untouched. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. I want to emphasize that I am financially financially stable. It would never sell off my hard-earned trophies. And if I was going to sell them, I know people that I can sell them to. I wouldn't go online and sell my my, my personal items uh, randomly. So let that sink in. It's concerning that the media outlets did not um, verify this information with my publicist or me, because a lot of you guys have my number. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I just wanted to address this and put in my own words because people have been texting me um, here the, the past hour. But um, it's all good. I'm going to go upstairs and um, continue to praise God and celebrate. I'm not going to let the devil win. Okay. Now let's also get to the bottom of this. I see, I see, I read, uh, I read some more of a story. And he really got uh, this one of those things, man, where it seems to me like it ain't really his. It ain't nobody's fault. It's just it was a it was extreme bad luck. So here's what happened. Peterson executed a loan with this company called DVS on October 27th and agreed to pay it back in full by March 2017. So he borrowed $5.3 million in, in October and said, I'm going to pay it back in March. Why did he do that, bro? He was expecting a big lump sum of money, right? Yeah. That's the only reason you would take a loan and say, I'm going to pay it back in six months. Right. But a few months after the loan was executed, check this out. The Vikings declined to pick up the $18 million option on his contract and cut him. So he did that thinking, Oh, I'm going to borrow this five. I'm finna get 18 in March. And, uh, you know, after oh, taxes, that's going to be about yeah. 10. So I'm going to pay this five back. Kinda put like this it. other five in my pocket. Keep it moving. Yeah, like an advance. Uh, like an advance. Yeah, he, he just did it saying, okay, I got it. Yeah. I got 18 million coming. So, yeah, it's good. And then when, they, when he got his new deal, obviously he wasn't in a position to get 18 million. Running backs ain't getting paid like that. And so that's how this all got – that's how this all started and got snowballed on him. And, uh, you know, what's funny is I can relate to that, man. Uh, I can't remember if I told you, but uh, in doing, you know, when you do a book deal, you get your advance broken out into, uh, into different payments. They don't pay you the whole advance at once. So, like, if you get a million-dollar advance uh, for, for writing a book, they normally pay it in, the, in installments of 250000 Two hundred fifty thousand when you sign, two hundred fifty thousand when you turn the book in, and it gets approved by the by the lawyers and everybody. Two hundred fifty thousand when it goes to the bookstores, and then a year later you get two hundred fifty thousand when um when the paperback edition comes out. 
All right. So for somebody like me, this is my first time writing a book of this magnitude. The uh, the book I wrote about Deion Sanders in 2022, Coach Deion, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders and the Making of Men. And so I did almost what Adrian Peterson did, dog. I didn't take out a loan, but I did a bunch of moves. I, I made a bunch of moves thinking I was getting a big check on uh, like March 1st. Mm-hmm. So I made a bunch of moves in January and February, and I said, oh, okay, cool. No worries. I'm going to get this check on March 1st. Dog, well, on March 15th, I said, hey, where's my check? And he said, oh, um, it's, you know, your, your book has to go through the process. I said, what process? They go, oh, because I turned the manuscript in. They go, oh, but, you know, the lawyers have to approve it and da-da-da-da-da. I go, how long does that take? Now, remember, I'm thinking I make all these moves in January and February thinking I'm going to get paid March 1st. Man, that lady on the phone said, let me double check, Mr. Taylor. She came back. She said, well, we're going to try to do it pretty quickly for you. So you should have your check by June 1st. <laughs> that would be called a old, I said, that's an old shit moment right there. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, June 1st? Yeah. She said, yeah, June 1st. I think we can have it there for you by then. Yeah. And you're right. No crap, no, no cap, dog. I did. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, March, April. I got three months without this check coming in? Because that check, I was thinking, was not going to take care of these moves I made in January and February. Sure. I'm finna use that sure. to kind of live off of. Why? Why? It's April, May. Because I'm a guy, I'm not a seasonal employee, but for my company, I make a lot more money in the fall when football season's going on than I do in the spring. All right? So, dude, I know exactly what AD was thinking about when he was like, oh, y'all ain't finna pick up this $18 million uh, deal? Oh, snap. I got a problem. And it don't... Now, luckily, you know, uh, I had some savings and I saved money for a rainy day and all this other stuff, so I was able to, to make it do what it do. But, dude, that, that when that realization comes in that you'd have made a bad move based off a miscalculation like that, uh, that thing would hit you right in the gut, man. And so uh, I understand where Adrian Peterson is coming from. So hopefully he gets it all worked out. And uh, hopefully he can overcome this. And uh, hopefully once he becomes a Hall of Famer, you know, your autographs, money goes up and all these other things. You can make appearances based off being a Hall of Fame running back and all that stuff. And hopefully he can get back to the financial uh, situation he was in uh, when he was, uh, you know, one of the best running backs in the league or the best running back in the league. Um, So we we always like to thank uh, Greening Law. For sponsoring the show, it doesn't happen without their help. Same goes with Smokey John's Barbecue. They bring us uh, Clarence Hill Jr. each and every Friday, Todd Archer each and every Wednesday. Um, remember, you can always follow the show on YouTube at The Real Jacques Talk. You can hit us on IG at The Real Jacques Talk. And then you can find me on Twitter at JJT Journalist. I am Jean Jacques Taylor, is the handle. So until we chat again, For Big Joe and the Big Rig, you guys be blessed.